seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. Well, here we are. It's uh, after July 4th, so we've celebrated our independence. How are you doing, Rohit? Good. I mean, I think it's really important that Aaron and I make a tradition of celebrating our independence on July 5th because we are now free from the shackles of having to watch fireworks um, and enjoy them and be hungover or be drinking a lot because now we're this is it's freedom yeah how do you feel how do you feel today how do you, our lives. how do you feel today <sighs> i feel like i like i fought for our independence in 1776 right now with your liver yes in my head you know it's like them them uh the ramparts we fought were definitely <laughs> So would you say on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel today while we record? Because this could be the worst both of us feel ever. I think I'm history a of this. solid 4.1. I'm about the same. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, everybody, we have a great show. We're going to uh, muster the energy. We are going to be talking about everything from like, we've got the idol, the show. We've got some Indiana Jones. We have a couple crazy personal stories that I'm going to get to. Um, a debate that's wild. Um, we even have, we have a great submission too. I'm excited about this show. I'm not excited about feeling somewhat stupid, but I, I'm excited about this show. Uh, oh, and a fun sports. We're going to talk about uh, about the home run derby too. So you'll hear it all from the show. And the topic is what is freedom? Because we just celebrated our independence, but. Rohit, does everyone celebrate the same thing that we celebrate? And is it fair that we're celebrating what we're celebrating? I think anybody has the right to celebrate whatever the hell they want at any time. And that's what, we, that's what freedom is about. It is about being able to conduct ourselves, conduct our lives in a manner with which we choose, as long as it does not impart upon the dignity or the freedom of others. So and what you, about you, you our Native American friends? As long as it's part, part of the dignity or the freedom of others. Which yeah. is fair. But what about our Native American friends mm -hmm. and this July 4th holiday? What do you think? Well, I'm sure it's extremely a, you know, a one filled with a lot of past <laughs> yeah. emotions. But we're, all, we're celebrating our freedom from those tea drinking Brits across the pond like half of the civilized world or half of the planet as every year. There's like a million different independence days each year. Um, eat, most of them are independence from the British Commonwealth. The Brits. Yeah. Who we now love. We love our British. Oh, yeah. Big, big fans, big fans. But, uh, but we didn't used to, which is interesting. It shows how the tides turn and what freedom is and what we're celebrating. And, you know, they're our buddies now, but they didn't used to be. So... I yeah. So we'll, we'll carry this topic on. I got to tell you one thing, just as a carryover from an episode recently. Mm -hmm. Dude, this weekend, on July 4th weekend, I went to another spot called The Den to meet up with some people. Mm -hmm. And I saw more Vanderpump Rules people filming their show. Like, can, can you or even one of our listeners, if you're unable to, help me understand? And I think I saw it in your agenda sheet. You've, you've labeled them Vander people. Um, I have, I call them the Vander people now. Cause I, I got there and they're rigged. It's so set up as we know these reality shows, sure. they rigged the whole place. They have camera people, they have cameras everywhere. They're sitting in the middle. You can walk right by them and stuff. I'm probably in the background in this episode if they use this stuff, but like they, the DJ isn't allowed to really play yet because they need the sound. It's just so set up. And then the Vander people are in the middle having a very canned, obvious conversation to like stir some drama. I don't get it. I just don't get it. What I don't understand is, man, like, where did they come from? Like who was just walking by the first Vander person 
And they were like, <laughs> I want to put this person on TV. I don't under, like why? Like what? What do these Vander people like contribute to the world? That I know there's lots of restaurant owners. There's well a lot of restaurant owners, but why do we have to focus on these ones? I, you know, I don't, I, I don't understand it. I'm now annoyed because they've affected my life twice in the last like two weeks. And I also, I, a while back, I, maybe I mentioned this. I have like talked to a couple of the people in it because I've been out and just sat next to them. Didn't know what they did. So it's like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm on this show. And then I've talked to, there's one guy, Jax. I've been at the same place a number of times and talked to him and he's a nice guy. Um, but I don't get it. And like two of them drive around like the Gelson's by where I live. You know that one? Uh-huh. Like they drive around in like a go-kart, like a golf cart everywhere. Oh. So like they're the people in the golf cart. So you just see them. But I don't get it. Like what's so interesting about these people? And since seeing them the other day, I mean, this guy, the Sandoval guy is on the news like all the time. Yeah. we. Oh, that's right. We did decide in our last podcast, we are Team Sandoval on uh, uh, the Hopeless Show here. Big fans. Oh, right. So we'll get a little, t- so we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, more, but yeah, it was just weird to see them again. And But I am excited, Rohit. Speaking of weird, weird obsessions on TV, I'm very excited for your first topic. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Aaron, are you one of the, let me pull up the number. Uh, are you one of the 913,000 people that has watched HBO's The Idol? <laughs> wow, they really crushed it with this one. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad. Um, that's like, like more people watch, just to give context for if people don't know ratings, like most, more people watch like a random, like twins versus Astros game on TBS than will watch this whole show. Yeah. So just put that in, put that into context. Like, and no one really watches that, but more people watch a random ball game this summer than watch the show. Okay. So yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. I have watched the show. All five episodes. Grueling I've- episodes. Um, Aaron, I would just like to make the formal announcement that in my expert opinion, yep. I firmly believe The Idol is the worst show since the invention of the wheel <laughs> and fire. So here's, here's where I agree with you and disagree with you. Okay. Now, I can never get those five hours of my life back, no. which were actually more than five hours because I had to pause it a lot to like go get food. And I, it just, it's also quite boring overall. Yes, yes. So yes, but like I don't, most shows that I like, I don't finish. Like I'll watch two episodes, love the show, and then forget to rewatch it, to watch it. But for whatever reason, I watch this show. So I don't know if that says something about me and about that I like to torture myself, but like I did watch all of it. Um, I guess, can we do a few spoilers if you haven't seen the, actually, you know what? Let's make this. But they're not spoilers. If you haven't seen this show, don't watch it. Yeah. And if you have seen this show, then listen. Yes. So. It's, I think, yeah, we have to get into spoilers because I think it, 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 this gets into some territory. And hell, the show is so terrible. You can listen to this episode, get it spoiled, and then maybe even find a better way to appreciate it. Um, yeah, because, it's not going to get worse. No, it is. Jesus Christ. But anyway, Aaron, one thing that you just hit on was that we both hated this show. And I also, there's not like you, but I, there's a few shows that I've been meaning to get back to that I really liked that I haven't yet, but kept tuning in to this show on Max, featuring The Weeknd, Abel Tesfaya, playing a guy named um, Tedros Teddy, Tedros. Tedros, Tedros Tedros. And Johnny Who had Depp's another daughter. name too, he's also like Michael. Oh no, it's like, it's something Italian. Um, yeah, oh my God, all and, right, yeah. Uh, and then uh, starring alongside Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp. Um, who wears, I think, a grand total of nine square inches of cloth uh, yeah. over her body through the entire five well, episodes. Well, it's co-starring her nipples. Yes. And then she's yes. in it, I think, too. 
And you mentioned, Aaron, that this show was so boring. Can you imagine we'd ever be in a time we'd be talking about a show that is, I would say, 30% nudity. Almost, I would say, even when it's not nudity, I would say maybe 70 to 80% of every one hour episode is some sort of sex scene or simulated sex or just something, someone just trying to do something sexy. It hit, like, and who would have thought that that would get so boring? But it, it was excruciating. I'm like, when is this? I'm like, I was watching episode four um, and I just started pulling out my phone during all the sex. I was like, this is fucking boring. Um, and I was like, who would have thought I'd be like pulling out my phone and scrolling Reddit just while they're on those scenes? Like, how is it possible? That that can be so boring. I'll tell you how. Because the show makes no sense. <laughs> no, and if something makes no sense, it's hard to have anything else. Like, let's. If if one of our listeners, not that you would, but if one of our listeners goes on to say Pornhub, and watches one of their fine films, I guarantee you it makes more sense than The Idol. Yes. Can we can we give our listeners that haven't watched the show yet a quick summary of the the plot before we get to the ending, like. Like, yeah, let's do a 30-second because yes. it doesn't need more than that. Why don't you go for it? Okay. show is about a Britney Spears-like pop star um, who's kind of like, you know, she needs another good album because she might be on the downswing. Her mother dies and she hits a crisis. And the show is kind of about how she gets wrapped up in the world of a kind of nightclub slash music producer, nightclub owner slash music producer. And he kind of has a cult that he... A violent cult, violent sex cult that he kind of brings her into to try that hopefully reinvigorates her music stardom. And that's the whole show. Right there, that's it. Yeah. There's really nothing more, and then there's lots of weird kinky scenes that are not hot. Yeah. And here's the thing at the end that drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Is the end there's a they think they're being clever with like a switcheroo. Yes. And you see that the pop star the is twist. actually like a culter too. Like a cult leader, so she's yeah. manipulating him too, but it doesn't make any sense. And, and here's why the show doesn't make any sense. So there's a switch. She has a big show at the end. Like there's her all big, these. Her big tour is on because throughout the show, I'm just going to fill in the blanks as well, I'll play your. I'll you do play by play. I'll do the color to fill in because I think you're going to. Okay. Yes. So I think I just think she, she's the, she, the the finale. Like she managed to get her career back on track and make some banging hits with the help of um, Tedros Tedros, played by AKA The Weeknd, played by The Weeknd. Um, and she fired him and kind of got rid of him and said, Hey, I used you for, you know, like, you know, I got it. But and she was able to get this, this tour going with his talent that he also had found. Um, yes. So then go ahead. And, and then the end scene or two scenes are two like two of the single worst scenes I'm, I've ever seen on a big screen, mm-hmm. period. And mm-hmm. I remember I've, I've gone to lots of film festivals. I've seen lots of content in uh, my career. And this is like mind-bendingly stupid. So there's a scene with Hank Azaria and a couple of the other people. And they're in, um, yes, Hank Azaria is in this show. And yes. he's he's very good as he always is. Yes. He's probably he's the best manager, thing in the show. And then there's our agent and then uh, the record label guy. They're all, yes. And all Hank Azaria is very good in it. He's like yes. the one good. At, so they're in SoFi Stadium and they say over and over again, and they cut back to them saying this, how they ruined the weekend's character. He's never going to be seen or heard from again. And they say word for word, like, we're never going to hear from him again. That loser's done forever. Like, yeah. those over are the lines and over. over and over. And I'm like, well, of course he's coming back. Like, like you can't be more, like, illiterately stupid in your writing than like, to have writing. Show don't tell. Yeah, or like tell once or twice, not five yeah. times. So then he shows up at the thing, at the at the uh, venue, which is SoFi Stadium. He walks in, and she ends up bringing him onto the stage. And this is a guy who also has been convicted of uh, kidnapping a woman for six years, of uh, domestic abuse, of, I believe, wasn't he a drug a dealer? Yeah, he was a pimp. Um, and a pimp. So he has been in jail, he's been arrested, and she decides as part of her big plan to retake over the industry, she is going to announce to 50,000 people at the stadium watching her that he is the love of her life and that's gonna help her career. So her big plan is to have this guy who's like 
all kinds of convicted of all kinds of things, he's the one that she's going to like announce to the world. It makes no sense. No one would do that. This was six months after she kicked him out of her house, embarrassed him in front of everybody after he abused her. But talk about a PR nightmare. She would never do this. And after her whole team spent so much time trying to bury this guy to distance her from him, she then surprises in in front of 80,000 fans at SoFi. They haven't seen each other for half a year. He comes in and he's like, this is the love of my life. Oh, wow, you couldn't have called or texted him before? You had to like wait to tell him in front of all these people? Weird and awkward. And then so... But it doesn't make sense. It's like they're trying to say that she's in control and has been the whole time. So she's so smart she's so conniving in her career that she's now going to like ruin her career in front of everyone. But it, we're supposed to think she's actually helping her career. It just, it makes ah. no sense. And, and, and here's, and here's one interesting detail that was so stupid in the show. So when we find we're, we're, as we get to know these characters, we get to meet them. We find out that Lily Rose Depp, her, who plays a, a her singer, his name is what Sophia or Fiona or some shit like that. Stupidia. Um, whatever her name is. Um, Emily, Molly, something. I don't remember. Um, Josephine, Josephine. No, it's not Josephine, but it's something. I don't know. Whatever. Her her character, whatever. Very not memorable, despite her being naked the whole time. Um, She, you know, her mother died and she was really sad for her mother. Then it's revealed that her mother abused her. And this is a deep, dark secret she hid from all of her friends. Oh, my God. And this is like pulled out of her at a dinner party once the weekend uh, or Tedros, Tedros, move, and him and his cult move into her house because he says, I'm going to help you make oh. music, okay? And he wants her to be honest, and he wants her to be raw and, uh, and sort of just open for her. She's like, my mom abused me, and she used to beat me with a hairbrush till I bled in places, blah, 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 blah. So, and he's like, but that happens, that happens to be the time she was most inspired to make music. That's how what got her into making music. So, obviously, in the show, which was, I think, made by um, just a bunch of porn addicts that have, are so a disconnected bunch of from reality. Psychotic, untalented idiots. Yeah, awful, awful. The show is just. By the just way, anyone sleazy. on the idol who, or who's worked on the idol, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, we yeah. love the show. It's love the show. Um, but <laughs> as an aside, it was it's so sleazy. It was nothing sexy about the show. It was just smutty. And so anyway, so obviously you can then say, okay, he went up, he goes up to her room, and sees that she still has the brush. And then proceeded to follow, followed up by like, I don't know, a 15 minute montage of her like naked, him beating her with the brush and going, and God. orgasming into a microphone. Oh my right? God, so yeah. With the same microphone, with the same brush that her, mo- her mother beat her with when she was 12 years old. Fast forward to the finale. And, you know, the weekend shows up at SoFi Stadium, unknown to her management and team and all that. He shows up still. He's like, why did she like invite me here? You know, he's got his rat tail going. He's wearing a nice blue suit. And she's like, hey. And he picks up that same brush that's on her dressing room. And he looks at it and he's like, huh, wait a second. Is this, you said this was the same brush your mom used to beat? He's like, yeah. She goes, but it's brand new. Like he now like, realizes that, after, after months. Yeah, I mean, after months like holding that same brush and beating her. He's like, oh, wait, now I realize it's new. So it means she's been lying about the abuse the whole time. She's been playing everybody. But that makes no sense because she made her friends feel so guilty. She was crying like, I don't. Nothing is connective. That was supposed to be their big twist. Is she is the cult leader, as you said, Aaron, earlier, that she she's was not everybody by the strings. So, like, how did she know that Diane, her friend um, from BTS, or no, sorry, Black from um, Blackpink, would invite her to the club? And how would she know all that? Like, nothing makes sense. And you, you know, know what made some of the least sense, Aaron? What when in the finale before? I think it was right before they did their whole stupid hour-long talent show, or maybe no, it was the episode four. Oh, my God, that took forever. It was, oh, my God, every scene dragged out. All right, so you see the headphones I have on right now, right? These are Sony MDR studio monitors. Just for the camera, they had them flipped so the the wire wouldn't be in the way, but it bothered me so much because they put the red right ear over her left ear, and I just couldn't even follow the scene. And I was just like, okay, this is unwatchable. I think that's really why it got bad reviews is because of what you just said. About the, the the headphones, and and one one last thing about the show, business. and we will we will we will move on yes, from this. But, is but, yeah. oh, did you have one more thing? I just want to figure, Aaron, how can we find any hope out of this absolute train wreck of a show that we both um, forced ourselves to watch above other things that are good? The hope I get is that at least we got to bring this show to our audience to stop people. There have been nine hundred thousand people who have watched this show, which is actually. 
like a very small number, but still too many. Mm-hmm. At least, hopefully, we'll stop more people from watching this show because it doesn't deserve any. I think all the people in this show, maybe not a few of the actors like Johnny Depp's daughter and stuff, like they're fine. But like the weekend and the creators and stuff, they need to check themselves. They should not get another show. I mean, weekend, there's... stick to your music. Uh, Hank Azaria, whatever, he probably got paid. I don't blame him. But like, it's I mean, just, I just hope that these people stop making, this is like, they should not be getting, making content. I, mean, I can't But we'd love to have them actors, on your, our show. Yeah. And the actors did with, did with what they could with what they had to work with, but. Not the weekend. The weekend is, exe- with, with Abel Tesfaya as, as a executive producer and how they had to like, they took a six episode show, fired the director, rewrote it to make sure his character is much more central. They ran out of money. They had to shoot it all in his house. And apparently they didn't have money for an intimacy coordinator. And this is the most nude show I think I've oh, ever really? seen in my life. Jesus. So that's just so problematic. And I just feel sad because like, you know, yesterday at our house, you know, like the weekend came on and it's on random on our song on our speakers a few times. And I really love his music, really good mm-hmm. musician, but I felt like skeeved out as if it was t- by Tedros Tedros himself. You know, I was just like, oh man, will his music take a hit? <laughs> You know, and probably good thing there's only nine hundred thousand. I'm just watches. a freak, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just so, a anyway. freak, yeah. All right. Well, Horrible. that's the idol. Yeah. Uh, don't watch it, and let's move on to sports because this is a little yes. more fun. Well, that yes. that was fun. It's still fun to bash a show. Oh yeah. Um, so sports. We've got the home run derby coming up and the all star game, but mm. we have uh, the they've just announced all the participants in the home run derby. So can I read them out to you? Yes, please, Aaron Wolf. All right, Aaron Wolf is going to do it. We have from the Baltimore Orioles, and then we'll make our predictions of who we think will win. Um, and the All-Star game is in Seattle, just in case anyone didn't know. Mm-hmm. From the Baltimore Orioles, we have new sensation Adley Rutschman in the Home Run Derby for, for Rohit. Woo! Next up, from the New York Mets, two-time Home Run Derby champ Pete Alonzo is back. Back in the Derby. Uh, next up, we have new, pretty new superstar, really fun, really cocky, Randy Arozarena of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. So fun. Such a fun player. In the World Baseball Classic, he was hilarious. Uh, next up, from the Los Angeles Dodgers, yeah. we have probably the smallest ever participant in the Home Run Derby, um, Mookie Betts, superstar Mookie Betts. Everyone knows Mookie Betts. In his first Home Run Derby. First Home Run Derby, which is... Uh, crazy. Next up, another superstar, Canada's own Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah. This is a good group of people. This is like the who's who of baseball players right now, outside and, of Trout and Shohei. And then next, we have last year's winner. Oh, no, wait, he didn't win. Sorry. I thought he won, but he didn't win. He was just the coolest one at the home run derby we went to. Um, Julio Rodriguez. Wait, did he not win? We both were there. Juan did, Soto actually won, but Julio Rodriguez oh. put on the biggest show. So Julio Rodriguez, J-Rod, big Mariners superstar. So in Seattle, he'll be the favorite there for sure. Mm. He is in it too. Um, and th- I guess there's two more they have to announce. Yeah, it's a rolling list. They say that Shohei Otani might participate actually. You think? Yeah, that would so be amazing. There's two... Uh, there's two more people, and um, so of the six, since we don't have, uh, oh, there's a rumor that Ellie De La Cruz, the new Reds rookie sensation, mm-hmm. might do it. So we'll see the last two, but of the six, who is your prediction, Rohit? Julio. Julio, you think yes. that he does the hometown thing? <sighs> I think he just goes on some big, big streaks. Like watching him last year as a rookie in his first home run derby, like, dude, he was just going off. I think he had the most total home runs last year. Um, yes. Because he went, he went really big in the first couple of rounds. Um, but yeah, I was just Well, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go against you. For, for fun, too. It's fun. I'm either with Pete, Alonzo, or Vlad Jr. Wow. So I don't know exactly who, but I, those are the two that I think, I think one of those two takes it. Oh, you know what? I'm going to change everything I just said. I'm going to go with Mookie Betts. I think Mookie okay. Betts Homer is going to take it. I'll take yeah. it, yeah. So uh, chime in with your opinions and thoughts. 
of the uh, who could win the home run derby, or by the time you listen, it might have already happened. But we'll discuss next week the winners. But love the home run derby. Everyone should uh, should watch it. It's it's literally of the all star events. You know, in NBA, you got the three point contest. It's almost the equivalent of the three point contest. The Pro Bowl uh, shouldn't exist. Pro Bowl, yeah, who cares? Um, NHL, I think, it still has an all star game, right? Yeah, it's got some fun contests, but okay. no one watches it. Um, do they? Yeah, do they have like a? I don't know, like a, a like shooting shoot target ones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No one. Um, cares. But yeah, I I think the home run derby is the most exciting of all the sports competitions that occur during an, an all star event. It gets a lot of attention too. Yeah, it's a lot of power. Almost more than the all star game at this point. Yeah, it's more um, fun than the all star game actually, in my opinion. Yeah, but the all star games I like too. So. Yeah. All right, we'll see what happens. And now, Rohit, we only have, before we get into, like, debates and topic two, which I'm really excited about because yeah. I've actually had to wait for this topic. Um, let's do one hope in 60, if you can get the timer out. Because uh, yeah. we only have one today, and it's mine, which I'm really pumped about. And timer. So you Start have to uh, answer minute. this. And here we go. The Secret Service found cocaine, what they believe to be cocaine, somewhere in the White House. And I feel hopeless because I believe this is a occurrence that should be celebrated. I think that that the fact, look, we don't advocate cocaine. It's not, it's like not healthy and all that stuff. But the fact that someone was just having a blast at the White House, like really putting the white in White House is awesome. <laughs> like... So, I, yeah. so give me, give me hope why this isn't getting celebrated. Yeah, everybody's so upset over this little bag of Coke. It's not like they brought in a brick. And also, I just think it's really nice how they had the courtesy to check it at the door. Um, because they found it, I believe, in the security check or something like that. So it's great. It's like, hey, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving my phone and um, my dime bag here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's showing courtesy. You know, they're not bringing it in. And it's it's... I'm encouraged, Aaron, that... Yeah, I got hope from this story. I hated yeah. that the media hated on it so much. No, it's like, dude, stop your puritanical musings. We think that it's, you know... Aaron and I are not big fans of incarceration um, for drugs, you know, in, like... You know, as long as you're not, like, giving it to puppies or children. Um, adults can be adults as long as you're not abusing it. So, Maybe yeah, Sleepy so, Joe needed to wake up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and somebody brought a little nose candy to the White House. Biggie. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> I mean, cocaine used to be in fucking Coca-Cola. So. <laughs> all right. So we're celebrating this wonderful yes. occurrence. Yes. Uh, all right. So let's do our uh, debate because I think it's an mm. interesting one. Um, now, should we just discuss it or should we? Um, should, oh, yeah, let, why don't we just. It. Why don't we just debate this? Because yes. I think it's a, it's a, it's a big topic. Um, a lot of people are trying to downplay it, but I think it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, we won't take too much time on it, but it's called 303. So if you don't know what the, uh, this was, it was a big Supreme Court decision called 303 Creative LLC versus Alenis. Um, some are calling it Stewart. So it's the, in Colorado, there was a woman who actually might not even have a business. There's rumors that it was set up by people like, but that this woman wanted a cake made or a portrait. Was it a cake? No, she's a freelance designer. All right, yeah, go. So she, so, you'll so, do a better well, job. Yeah, so she has a freelance business, so she does work from time to time. and But not much, apparently. It's like, it's... Well, this wasn't, yeah, this wasn't about a specific project, but there was a law passed in Colorado um, where it's called the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act which she believes is against this. We're just stating what we're reading, right? It's in violation of the first amendment where, um, because CADA, the Colorado anti-discrimination act, it, what it says, it prohibits all public accommodations, meaning services, right? From denying the full and equal enjoyment of its goods and services to any customer based on his race, creed, disability, sexual orientation, or other statutorily enumerated trait. This was made famous by the bakers in Colorado from a few years ago, a bit, it was a big lawsuit where, um, there was a Christian baker that got an order for to bake a cake for um, a gay couple, and they refused. And it ends up that the baker um, 
won in the Supreme Court, but Colorado passed a state law saying that you can't do that. And yes, there was details to that where there was actually over 100 baker bakeries within the area. And this couple kind of went to this one specifically because they said, hey, these guys are bigots. We're going to make, you know, like we, we, we don't think anybody should be discriminated. Everybody should be able to get a cake made. And the baker says, well, that this is against my religion. And that's also debatable. Um, and mm-hmm. so that was why, you know, that became such a court case. So CADA was passed, so that couldn't happen anymore in the state of Colorado. So we fast forward a few years. Um, now that that's been passed, there's a Christian designer who, this is not even for a real project, but this is just in case she gets asked. She says this is a violation of the first event. And then the person who apparently submitted it didn't even know that he was being used to submit it. Yes, yes. It was, it was kind of shady, but... It brings up some very interesting legal questions and points. Um, And because Aaron in the Supreme Court uh, ruled that her case had merit and they ruled in her favor that CADA um, would was actually a form of compelled speech. And this is, I guess, what we'll debate now. did I did I sum it up okay? Oh yeah, we're good. Let's go to. The, okay. I think people get it. So it's basically sure. she doesn't have to serve. She doesn't have to do work for a gay couple. That's Correct. basically it. That's Correct. it. So, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'm going to tell you my basic opinion. Sure. Is I think that the Supreme Court has become a religious court, and uh, if you say what they're saying, you can't do. This can now apply to just about anything as uh, it's against my religion or it's against my beliefs. So let's just say, I'm not saying I would do this, but let's just say someone says they have a religion, it can be any religion, it can be a make-believe religion, that where they don't want to serve black people because uh, they they would not want to make a cake, let's say, that has black people on it because black people getting married together, they should not have the right to get married because they mm-hmm. be, they're Nazis, they right? And that's mm-hmm. their religion. So now they don't have to do that. Um, let's say someone hates Jews, and they don't want to, they don't believe that Jews should be able to um, procreate because mm-hmm. they don't want more Jews in this country. And a, a Jew came in and wanted a cake made for their um, baby that was being born. They could say, "No, that's against my uh, religion." Mm-hmm. So to me, this ruling is ludicrous because it goes against the very fundamentals that our country is based upon, which is separation of church and state. And to be able to use the religious thing for something that isn't religious, it's like gay marriage is two people getting married. It's, it's, it's no different. What if I want to not serve anyone who's straight? What about that? What if it's yeah. against my religion to be straight? So then I can start doing that and I could have that be world... Uh, I could be around the country. I could have all that. Let's say I own Taco Bell. I could have Taco Bell not serve straight people. Like this. Well, I, I think this is different. Just, I think specifically this is about not about going to restaurants or anything. This is very clearly about services where where creative services are rendered. Okay, where you are making something. So it's not a service you walk into and buy something off the shelf, right? That is highly illegal to discriminate. But it's when you are asking someone to create or make something that is a form of speech. So everything else I just said, every single example I just said. Well, Taco Bell doesn't count in this. Okay, so forget that. That doesn't, that was just like an example. I think it could get to that point, but. Yes, and here's the thing. I think it's reprehensible that, that what this woman was trying to do. I think it's, I, if I had a business, I would serve anybody. But then the, the idea here is that it's very interesting and that I think is a valid one worth me talking about. Let's say, I say, I don't side with this woman. This is morals or anything. But the same thing is, can you go to an Islamic bakery and have them and say, hey, listen, I want a cake with Muhammad on it. Can you go to a pair of gay bakers and say, make me a MAGA cake? Okay, can you go to and you know we're not we're using just bakeries now but can you go to a creative service of someone that like has a trans let's say there's a, a bakery owned by trans people and you say hey listen i want you to make me a cake a church cake and you know what this trans person might have suffered a lot at the hands of their church can you force them to make signage posters cakes can you force them is it right to make this trans person that could have had a bad experience with the church Imagine, or even go to Baker, that's someone that was maybe abused by a priest. 
And then the ch at the same church or even another church says, hey, we want to make a, a, a cake for our church cookout. Can you force them to make that cake? This is the thing. I don't think you can force anyone to that, do that's anything. That's exactly what this ruling is about. That's exactly. I don't what think it should. About. I think it should not have been ruled by the Supreme Court in this. Well, case. that thing is it, it got escalated to the Supreme Court because it never should have gotten there. It isn't even a real case. It's. I agree. I that and that is the thing. This isn't a real case. This is someone living in paranoia, living in fear, and this is actually a bigoted person. Yeah, that's what I mean. It never person. should have gone like yeah. it never should have been validated. And the only reason it was validated as a Supreme Court case is because the Supreme Court is ruled by religious. Beliefs. I don't I don't think I don't think this is this is actually it is. This is a really tying into the language of the First Amendment and the First Amendment protects compelled speech. When you are being when you are being forced to say something that you don't believe when you're forced to make something that you don't believe. That is against your But is freedom. gay marriage a belief? It is absolutely a belief, which we support here. So then that means so that means a show. bakery can a bakery can uh, not do not do work like we're using the bakery, but there's so many businesses that this could be for. Um, we're saying that a a bakery cannot do work for um, black people because that's against their religion. It's it's no, so we're going back to religion. To, it can be for any reason. It's not based on religion. So now it's, can, we're back to you. Can you don't have to serve black you don't people? You don't have to serve any client that you don't want. I think that's bad for business, and I think that's bad as a person. However, legally, you should like any business. However, you run, you should have the freedom to run it into the ground. Okay, and you will suffer the social consequences. Here's the thing: this lady will forever be known as the bigot she is. Right, she may have won a law lawsuit. She may have won in the Supreme Court, but, but she why her business is forever Supreme over. Court when it wasn't even a real case. Like there, is, the things it, you're saying yes, I agree. are real is, cases. Like I agree with you there. Bit, I agree with you there. This it is was not weird. a case. But here's the thing: it, it's this is a this is a what Colorado did. The reason it made it there, Colorado passed the CADA, which is in direct conflict with the First Amendment and the amendments trump any state laws anything like that so that is the reason that this went to the supreme court well then you know what I, what i want to do the first amendment okay so let i want our audience to chime in because i think we've both laid out arguments there's a lot of gray area in these arguments as well because this case was pretty bogus um so um because it yeah, wasn't it's a fake real situation but a real topic a real issue yeah, and I, I, I believe in general it should a real situation should be brought to the Supreme Court. You know, you and I would be good business owners because we would serve anybody. But, you know, there, we might have clients that like we hated in the past. Like, I'm not working with them again. And that's our right to say, no, I'm not going to take your business. Right. They yeah. have be like so we have we have the right to refuse anybody's service for any reason. Mm hmm. Right. As service providers, creative service providers, any reason It's not just religion. And I think what this woman did is the source of religion. But what CADA does for any it, it religious is part of it. CADA can, can says that you can't you don't have to service any like you have to service somebody. Right. And right. that is what's again. You, you that is what is against the First Amendment when you have to create visuals or create something with messaging or language that goes against Whatever you believe, whether it's religious, whether it's social, whether it's, you know, whatever it is. So while Christianity was the example here, it expands to far more things. And again, this woman is reprehensible. Yep. I, I just think it's, it's cringe and it's mean and it's really horrible. And she will face that social outcome. 303 Creative LLC, I don't think is, is trending very positively right now in terms of sentiment. So... Um, but I do think the First Amendment is there to protect not just her and her bigoted views, but it is to protect that Muslim creative that someone says, hey, I want you to draw Muhammad. They can say, no, how dare you? This is against my religion. A Jewish person, imagine someone says, you know, we're me and my boys, we're, we have a kind of a, an alt-right thing, right? Like, that's not a religious thing. That's a humanity thing. Right, and so, right. I mean, I think we get it here. I, yeah. I really think we, I, I'm curious what the audience thinks because we get yeah. like, yes, there, 
Yes, I, uh, we've, you've heard both our discussions, and yeah. there, there is overlap. I mean, we agree to a point in some of it, but yeah. I think there are some issues here with this case. And then it also begs the question, well, what kind of fake cases can you bring to the Supreme Court? Yeah. That it's don't so, yeah. exist. Like, it was gross how she just tricked this. It, it, yeah. This woman sucks. And she just ruined her whole career with this. So she got well, what she deserved. Well, screw her. And so, speaking, this, is, this goes to, to uh, our MAGA Monday segment. Because I have a funny one for you. Oh, that wasn't MAGA Monday. All oh, right, that was our debate. No, that was hey, our debate. No, MAGA Monday. So uh, for our MAGA Monday segment, I have a brief discussion with a MAGA cult member that I had. Um, and uh, big time cultist. I mean, this is, of all the, the people I know who maybe were Trumpers and stuff, this is like the top of the top cultist mm -hmm. follower. Like, there's, there's no singular opinion that he possesses. It's he's just, ultra mega. He's ultra mega, exactly. Like, pathetic. I mean, it's very pathetic. So, I sent him, their Brett Bayer of Fox News, the the you know their lead anchor I think mm -hmm. um, I think he is is uh, had a sit down with Trump like last week mm -hmm. and in this sit down he did what I thought was a very smart thing where he brought up a quote that Trump you can look up this very easily mm -hmm. online um, mm -hmm. he brought up a quote that Trump said like in 2016 right before he ran that he was only going to get the best people to uh, to work with him right. <laughs> uh -huh and the most loyal and best people. So Brett Bayer said, okay, you said this. And he said, yeah, I said it. And then he went down and listed about 12 people, including like Nikki Haley, John Bolton, Mattis, uh, uh, DeSantis, um, like all, um, what's the other one? Um, but Bill Barr, all like the list went on. It was like 12 of them, of the, his most senior people from, his administration who all are either running against him have disowned him or have written books about how bad a human he is. <laughs> and so he goes on that list and then Trump like mumbles something about 10 to one. It doesn't make his response makes no sense, but he does the typical Trump thing where he just starts talking and it doesn't make sense, but he has no answer for this because there is no answer. All his top people have turned on him because he's a terrible individual. So I sent this to the cult member and he wrote me back more doctored clips. I watched the actual interview, unlike you. And that's a blatant lie. I also watched the interview and it wasn't doctored. It's word for word exactly what happened. So I said to him, show me how it's doctored. Uh, send it to me. I guarantee you, you can't prove it's doctored. You're lying. I guess you watched a cult version of it because this is exactly what Bayer said and exactly what Trump said. And then I sent him two links of the actual interview. And then he wrote me, I think the clip was multiple segments that were combined. So what? Who gives a shit? A bunch of establishment freaks turned on Trump. Old news. And I'm like, first, it wasn't, it wasn't multiple segments. It was exactly the interview. So he's wrong again. And now he's doing the thing where who cares? And I wrote him, Everyone cares. People who watch this who aren't in the cult care that what Brett Bayer did on Fox News, mind you, on the Republic, like, you know, the, the right channel. Um, and so uh, I just said, you're, you're lying and you don't have any voice. And then that was it. So my MAGA Monday, which I think is funny, is that these cult members are like, even when they say something and they're directly proven wrong immediately, that they're just lying or listening to what, I don't know how they come up with these answers. I, uh, I'm I've further seen amazed. Like, isn't that amazing, that conversation? I mean, I've rarely seen an, in a, a public figure. There's only a couple that come to mind, but the only one I'll talk about is Donald Trump, where people so vociferously and passionately defend him like even the dumbest things that are said they're like well no i mean and here's the thing there's also like yes any person can have their stuff distorted but more often than not this dude's seen the dumbest shit ever and it's <laughs> to me it's hilarious generally the most entertaining nincompoop that's ever um and aren't the, the maga like cultists like these ultra magas whatever you just call them 
aren't they hilarious? Like, did he just, like, he dug himself into a hole, kept proving himself wrong, and then said, nobody cares anyway after being wrong. They can't admit that they, like, they can't admit, oh, man, my bad. Oh, yeah, it was real. Man, that was they're, silly. They're the right-wing equivalent of that meme of that girl just going, like, screaming, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so really I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I hope the I audience did, does. That, like, when someone is so deep in this cult, I don't get, how can you follow one person that much that you'll defend him to the point of just making up falsities like this and then defending something that's just, look, no, no president in my lifetime for sure has ever had so many people that were his, like, his people hate him. <laughs> and yeah. go so far as to yes. write books about how terrible he is. And the people that defend him so much is like, dude, Trump's not going to suck your dick. No. Okay? Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you defending this person that doesn't care about you? At all. He yes. probably thinks you're stupid. Put the effort and energy into your family, your job, those around you, the ones you love. Our show. Our show. Writing us reviews, leaving us positive comments. Um, and so... That's what you're spending your energy, not some ex-con that <laughs> as absolutely hilarious as he is, doesn't care about you. Like, like not at all. It's not even like a, um, like a maybe like, oh, you know, like, you know, he's at least got my best interest in mind or whatever. He has none, no interest. There's no. zero interest. He's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, awful I mean, and hilarious yes and just really like yeah. so I, I thought of all time yeah. i thought you would uh yes and yes, you i did i did um so, so let's go on to your topic so my topic i'm just uh pulling it up here because mm. uh so um here's what happened um so someone i i can't name the names i guess but a friend named uh rob i'll call him rob mm -hmm. um he accidentally sent me and another friend, Brad. I can use that name because uh, we always use Brad. He sent me a uh, uh, accidental text with, uh, it was during Pride, of rainbow cupcakes. It was to me, Brad, some guy I've never met uh -huh. who I guess goes to this guy's his kid goes to school with rob's uh kid and it was a bunch of rainbow cupcakes and mm -hmm. and then the the person who i don't know wrote nice i'm out of town so i'm going to miss out and then rob wrote sorry for random group copied the wrong brad and another friend from la me everyone enjoy your weekend so i decided to have a little fun with this rainbow cupcake thing okay. so i wrote back to this person I've never met. I said, I'll take the cupcake in the middle. Though if those are pride cupcakes, pride is the dumbest libtard month of the year. Why don't us straights get a month too so we can celebrate our straight sex? Idiots in their cupcakes. Jesus, Aaron. <laughs> because I just wanted to get a reaction. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a good troll. Um, so, and I don't and know the person and the person doesn't know me. So then Rob wrote me on the side, very mad that I did this because this is a parent in his school and I could have like, <sighs> and I said, dude, and then, oh, I did write right after. I'm joking in case, in case that's not clear. So then <sighs> this guy who immediately became my hero after Rob got very mad at me and said that it was disgusting that I did that and like I could ruin their relationship. And in my head, I'm thinking if someone doesn't get that, that's a joke. Like, yeah, like go screw yourself. Yeah. But uh, yeah. the guy wrote after I said, I'm joking. He wrote what what's not a joke are the calories. Those are going to pack onto Rob's thighs. No more marathons <laughs> for you, tubs. <laughs> and. This guy immediately became my hero. Oh, so that's amazing. Yes. My topic with this, my question oh. for you is, at what point in our society have we lost our ability to troll friends and have a sense of humor? You're absolutely right, Aaron. And I was talking with a friend yesterday, 
and we were literally talking about this exact topic. It's like, it's been a while since we had a good troll. And it seems like right now it's just all nastiness. And this was funny. I mean, she brought up also, like, she's like, what happened to Bodie McBoatface? That was fun. <laughs> you know, like, the internet kind of just got into something. And I've seen some recent trolls with, like, they haven't been Bodie McBoatface funny, but, like, you know, like, Grimace at McDonald's, a big purple thing, had his birthday last month. Yeah. And he had the Grimace shake. And just the TikTok memes where, like, you know, people are drinking the Grimace shakes and then they're dead. Yeah. It's, like, um, really funny. Stupid. But I think, like, that was good trolling of a corporation that went really all in. And, and it's say, fun. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's okay to it's, it's okay to make jokes. Why yes, can't we make a joke? Everybody is afraid of comedy. And comedy is meant to raise your eyebrows. It's meant because a laugh, truly, a laugh originates from discomfort. Yes. Right? That is the origin of laughter. Whether it's at yours or somebody else, it depends on the comedy, right? At your own expense or somebody else's, rather. Um, but discomfort is, your body's biological reaction to discomfort is often laughter. So what comedy does, it points out discomfort, it creates discomfort. And, you know, I think that is that art has been frowned upon. So would you agree that what I just did was art? Yes, I would. Thank you. I would, and you are an artiste, Aaron. Thank you. Well, I and feel like, know, what is freedom? joke that Aaron was doing. It was a there. joke. He doesn't believe these things. I'm allowed to have freedom to make a joke to go yes. to our topic. Agreed. Well, thank you, Rowan. I feel hope now. And uh, let's move on to Hopeless TV because uh, we have a, a big movie that just came out. And um, mm -hmm. so Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the last in the in, in the amazing, probably my one of, it's, a, it's a one of, if not my favorite film series of all time. So for me personally, uh, I love all the movies. There's the last one, the fourth one was my least favorite, but I still enjoyed it. I've I love these movies. Um, I saw Dial of Destiny. Did you? I sure did. Opening weekend. Yeah, me too. Opening day. I, opening day. The, same too. Yeah. At the Chinese, the uh, in the big Chinese IMAX thing. It was awesome. I believe we refer to that as Asian American. Oh right, the Asian American theater. Yes. On Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> um, so wait, wait, did you see it Thursday or Friday? Friday. Oh, I Friday, think they, they had previews. Too. I drove on by the Thursday. premiere on Thursday on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, so, of, so you yeah, saw yeah. the whole all the all the hullabaloo. Yeah. Oh, it was a lot of fanfare. People tuxedos and shit like that. And uh, Harry Ford was probably there. Um, oh yeah. So first, I guess, um, what 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 were your thoughts on the film? I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was an adventure so true to Indiana Jones. You had your chases. You had your funny quips and one-liners. They weren't often delivered exclusively by Indy. You Although know? he had some uh, great ones. He had some good ones. You had a funny like kid that gets in the mix and you know plays hero a little bit, right? And I think that's a good part of the formula of the movies. You go to exotic places. You go to, like, there's some magical property potentially to some sort of ancient mystical item. And, like, you have adventure and, you know, the hero. Then you have planes and all this kind of stuff. And, and emotion. And it had emotion. Emotion? You know, emotion. Oh, it's emotion. This, you know, emo like, so emo like, wait, let me back up for you, Rowan. So emotion yeah. is its thing where some humans feel things when certain things affect them. Ah, I read about that on Reddit. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But it had emotion. And I without, we will not give any spoilers here. But yeah. it does pack some emotion, um, especially toward the end. There's a bunch of, uh, yeah, I got choked up. It was, and the sad part to me is, and I think this is, People complain about cancel culture, and it is a real thing. But people, I think, only eighty-two million dollars in opening weekend when it cost them like oh god, two hundred something million dollars to make. I I, I hope they two hundred ninety-five to make. I know they're gonna pass it. I think once pe the actual reviews from people that are not complaining, oh wow, there happens to be a woman that's playing a major role in this. Phoebe Waller Bridge is amazing. She's great at and it. great. She's fun. so funny, and like she played a really good role. She didn't steal the show, but I thought. You know, Harrison Ford, at some point, he's like, I can only make so many of these movies because I'm 80 years old, you know? And so I thought it was a wonderful tag team in there. But you, um, people forget, too, 
that in every Indiana Jones movie, there's a point when someone has to bail Indiana Jones out. Yes. Always, and, in every one. And Marion did that in the past, you know? Um, right? I don't want to give spoilers, so we shouldn't say yeah. anymore. But the... I dude, I thought it and and the gross, you know, it's still a ton of money, but like more people watched indie than watched the idol, but uh, <laughs> by a lot. But uh, I think that the movie will carry. Like I think people will keep I seeing so, it throughout so. the. I want to see it again. So I think I think it, it fit beautifully into the series. And actually, I don't even know if I saw the fourth one mainly because at the time I got what was it like almost twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, something like that. A while, a um, long time ago. And everybody hated it. I was like, okay, I guess I won't watch it. And for the longest time, people were like, there's only a trilogy of Indiana Jones films. There's never a fourth. Like, you know, I they disagree. Kind of like denied it in the same way that, I, in the same way that Rocky Four was denied. Um, right. It was I, a Rocky Five. Whichever Rocky that people say never existed. Whatever. This movie, um, everyone should go see it. It's also, it honors the past. Remember this. It honors the past Indiana Jones movies. But while also being its own movie, because this isn't a spoiler, but a lot of it takes place, not all of it, but a lot of it takes place. Here, uh, Indy's in his 70s now, and it takes place in what would be in the timeline of his life, 1969. So nice. uh, you can't have some of the things that were in 1940 in 1969. Right. So it's great that way. Like, it, it just does so much right. I really... Like, I'll probably see it again within the week. I just think it was so good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, we can't really spoil it, but it was it was entertaining from start to finish. And, hey, I got to say, the, the we saw two younger versions of Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones. Oh, that was cool, too. Show. Like, we saw him probably in his, like, early 30s. Oh, we shouldn't like even 20s, give that we saw away. One in his, like, we mid-40s. That, that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that's been talked about. It's like they they were going to use, they're going to age him down for some scenes, um, and I thought they, it looked really good. Yeah, it's like, re- it really looks pretty good. real. Like, yeah. I mean, it's still him there. It's just they digitize. I don't. However, they do it. I think they got a different actor to like a body double because not for some of it. Ass. He's in Can't, the yeah. he's in the scenes, and then maybe some of it, like the running yeah. stuff, they maybe change. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, anyway, go see that movie, and and now I have. Wrote before we end the show with that we have a submission and hope fulfilled. Um, I have one one other piece of hopeless TV I have to bring up. It was something yeah, I saw up. on the news, and this is I'm gonna say something that I might be controversial against um, the right. Oh. oh no, against the left. Sorry, against the left. Um, there was a parade in Manhattan that was on the news, like a, a pride parade. And LGBTQ plus people were um, chanting this. We're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. Now, in this act, in this parade's mind, these people's minds, that was going at uh, Ron DeSantis for mm. what he said about how they're coming for your children. I personally believe, when I saw this on TV, that it is so tone deaf to how to fight a, uh, a good fight. Um, and taken out of context, this will be able to be used in every political ad from anyone middle to right about how uh, these people are off their, off their rocker for doing this. And I understand where they're coming from, but it's tone deaf to think that this won't be used against them. And, oh, absolutely. And no. I just think I it's mean, so stupid to, to think to say that out like as, as a chant, as like a sarcastic thing again. It's just dumb. It really pissed they, me off. Like They validated every fear, even though this was said in jest. It was absolutely the wor- probably the worst possible thing they could have chanted and made signs for and all this stuff. So oh, like, is there any to, like, hope? Because I just about that. I just felt hopeless watching it. I'm like, this no, is absolutely. stupid. I can't. I can't provide hope because that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Ugh. Like it was like pathetic. Say it amongst yourselves, like, huh? This is funny, but for to go on live TV and do it. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, um, now we'll end the show. We do the way we end the show with uh, we have a four chan for love, I believe, 
or do we not? Yes, yes. We've we've got a four chan with love. And then a but submission. Now that I just started fulfilled. reading it. It's actually. Um, I don't even feel comfortable. I didn't finish reading it before I put it. <laughs> so, um, so what you're hearing something for the first time on the Hopeless Show, Rohit is feeling uncomfortable reading something. Yeah, I can't read that on air. Well, then we'll um, go to the submission. We'll go right yes. to a submission. This submission is from Stephen from Toronto. And Stephen from Toronto writes, uh... He right. It is um, so. Well, that's um. Hey, for your idiotic K-pop segments, check this. Who the fuck is twice? Pretty long single file line outside the uh, the Rogers Center, the dome, to see them. So he thought one. He obviously hates our our uh, our uh, K-pop segment that we do about uh -huh. BTS. And two, he wanted to know if we knew what Twice was. And the answer is yes. I happen to know who the group Twice is because they just sold out SoFi Stadium. Before that, I had never heard of them, but they sold out SoFi Stadium um, and a friend who works there told me about it. So I went and listened to their music and they are a Japanese group, I believe. And it's really bad. Like I listened to it. Unlike a lot of the K-pop that's kind of fun and that we like, this twice group I don't get. It sounds so cheesy and stupid. I don't get it. Um, a great submission. We understand that some of our fans don't like certain segments that we do, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you. Uh, or just us in general. Or us in general. But I, <laughs> I do know that is who Twice is. They're another one of these groups, but they're really bad, and I don't get it that they are selling out everywhere. And so if any of our listeners do get it, please chime in. Yeah. And I totally knew who Twice was, but I'm just happy that you were able to explain it for our listeners. <laughs> exactly. Because you totally knew. And totally. then, I know. yeah. And then we're going to end our, our show, Rohit, with hope. That this is a callback to this show from a couple of years ago. So do you remember what happened with Dan Bongino, this guy I didn't know who he was, and then he came after me? Yeah, he was like the former Secret Service guy that then had his own podcast that was like a alt-right podcast. Then you guys started fighting on Twitter. Um, and he blocked you, maybe? He blocked something? me, but let all yeah. his couple million... Because he's also on Fox News a lot, but he got fired. Mm -hmm. Well, this is coming. Mm -hmm. uh, he got fired from Fox News for spreading lies. Um, and But all I got thousands of, uh, of hate messages about everything from being a Jew to filmmaker to like, you name it. Um, Wait, you're Jewish? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm screwed. <laughs> so, ready for the hope, though? I'm ready. Dan Bongino, um, the former Trump Trumper, former Fox News guy, was forcibly removed from a restaurant near Mar-a-Lago. Um, Bongino had to be wrestled and booted by several restaurant employees after a confrontation took place inside the restaurant. Bongino can be seen furiously trying to barge back in the restaurant, but the employees were not about to let that happen. The restaurant, Cucina Palm Beach, cheers to them, is located right near Mar-a-Lago. Um, Bongino, uh, when this news source reached out to Bongino to learn about why he has to be forcibly removed from the upscale restaurant, Bongino angrily responded, that's an absolutely fascinating take on what really happened. Does this news source support physical violence against women? I don't know what that means, but this gives me tons of hope that Dan Bongino was forcibly removed from a restaurant by his little little safe bed of Mar-a-Lago, and I feel great. Anyone who caused, uh, who's an asshole, who caused me uh, uh, malicious harm, uh, I wish nothing but the worst. <laughs> yes. Revenge is a dish best served ice cold. Ice um, cold. So, yeah. Aaron, you, you, are, you are seeing his comeuppance in response to his, your, war, your Twitter war with him. Um, so congratulations, man. That, Thanks, that, man. I, I'm glad you get a little hope out of this. And he's such a little bitch because <laughs> like you don't, I, I wrote like a joke to him. I wrote a joke to him. Not that this is stewed in me at all. I wrote a joke to him. Uh, like, and I didn't know who he was. I just saw a tweet and I was like, that's stupid. So I wrote, I don't even remember what it was. Just something back. And he proceeded to like go after me a couple times, including making fun of my career and then blocked me. So all of his people could write me messages, but I couldn't respond to him. So like, 
loser. Like, at least let me be able to respond. Um, and then I endured, if you remember on this show, because I read so I endured weeks of hate during COVID. It was I like a that. ton. I remember of that. Your mentions, your 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 notifications were blowing blowing up, blowing up, and none of them were positive. <laughs> Zero. There wasn't I any mean, like I Aaron. This... I love your movies, or Aaron. You know, great take. <laughs> I mean, I'll, here's the thing, man. You lived my greatest fear because, and it's happened to me, but never to the degree that it happened like how it happened to you. But I'll tell you, man, every time I see a little red circled number over my Reddit app or my Twitter app, I'm like, oh shit, who'd I piss off now? (laughs) It's just like the anxiety. And then I click it, then I see, oh, this is just from an account I follow. It's a trending tweet. I'm like, oh, thank God. Or someone like, oh yeah, saying I agree. Like, oh my God, thank God. Um, So yeah, it's the anxiety. My greatest fears were real. You you realized them for yourself. And this is why I'm here for you, Rohit. I'm I'm here to take your greatest fears and just experience them. And I'm happy it was you and not me. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, that's our that's our show for today. Everyone, let freedom ring. Happy July fifth, and uh, and sixth and seventh and eighth and all the other days coming. And uh, happy summer. And hope is dope. And go rate our show if you've uh, if you've uh, listened. Just give us a rating, or tell other people you know to rate it. Suggest it. So, you know, recommend it. Um, all that stuff. All right. Any any last yes. words? Any parting words? Uh, no. I think I got nothing except um, enjoy your freedom, people. All right. Peace. Happy belated Fourth. Happy Fifth of July. Happy Fifth of July. Peace. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore Here it comes, that glimmer of hope A light shines through the dark It's a hopeless soul